Hello, and welcome to a more perfect podcast. In today's episode, I'm here with Andrew, and we're going to be going over the Breonna Taylor controversy and all the surrounding subject matter surrounding her case. It's very tragic, and it's very, very awful what happened to her, but we're going to be going over the facts of the matter and some of the reactions and all that stuff. This episode was recorded on September 25th, so as of September 25th, um, a few days ago, uh, rioting started in Louisville, Kentucky, and one of the officers, namely Brett Hawkinson, got charged in via grand jury. Everybody's really, really angry about it, so now is the time to give our commentary on it. Andrew, welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me again, Dylan. Always fun. Always amazing. Andrew, so everybody's all up in arms about this Breonna Taylor thing. So let me read you one of the narratives. It's basically just a, in a nutshell, it's what the left is saying about it. Um, and it goes like this. Let me make sure I understand this. Unmarked police officers enter the home of Breonna Taylor unannounced, shoot through the sliding glass door, which was covered by blinds, which, by the way, violates the code of the police department to fire without a line of sight. Then they enter the house. Brianna's boyfriend shoots in response, which you all should be okay with, since you love to preach how the right to bear arms is the most important thing in this country. He's trying to protect his girlfriend, who is now in danger due to wanton endangerment. The cop was indicted on that charge, so don't dispute it. She is shot and killed in her sleep. And by the way, when he's saying you, he's referring to the Republicans on the right side of the aisle. Um, and he continues, And the reason I know you're racist, if you defend the cops, let me just say that again slowly for all of my uh, intellectuals out there. Racist, if you defend the cops, is a is majority of the people defending them don't even know the facts of the case. Man, buddy, you're about to get an awakening. Time and time again, you just defend the guys with the badge because it aligns with your party's values. And you're just being spoon-fed bull by Fox News. It's hypocritical, spelled wrong, to say that you should have guns to protect you and your loved ones and then all of a sudden this right disappears when skin tone is mixed into the equation. He makes a lot of points here and it's, it's really fucking stupid. This, this person is an idiot. And so we're going to be just tearing that crap apart so Andrew, can you give us a basic rundown on what happened with Brianna Taylor? All right. So the baseline, <clears throat> the baseline is that the three officers involved were t- given a warrant to go to the house of Brianna Taylor, the apartment, because they believed she was connected to previous uh, drug raids. So at the same time, they were doing other ones for a similar ring. Uh, these three officers went to Brianna Taylor's house to. To service their warrant. Uh, when the three officers arrived, the original story was that they used their no-knock warrant, uh, did not knock, and just entered the house without announcement. Uh, now we know they did in fact knock. Uh, in court, they agreed that they knocked and announced that they were there. The original story was they announced. They did not announce themselves. They just entered. And then after they entered, the boyfriend of Breonna Taylor, Kenneth Walker, uh, shot immediately believing they were intruders because with that, with the no-knock warrant and they opened the door Obviously you would believe that's just an intruder trying to break in your house for some reason Kenneth Walker is right now believed to have legally had a uh, License to carry the firearm used in the incident 
Although you dispute this, why do you dispute it? This might be my my blurry knowledge of it, and I'm not sure if it's him or her ex-boyfriend, but one of them is a known drug dealer in Louisville with with previous indictments and charges for drug dealing. Yeah. I'm personally not going to say that he didn't do it, only because I'm not completely versed on the boyfriend himself yeah. and his backstory. So the then after he shot, he hit Officer uh, Sergeant... He hit um, Sergeant John Mattingly. Yeah. Uh, it was in the leg, correct? Yeah, in the yeah, leg. In the leg. And then uh, Mattingsley fired into the apartment, obviously in response. Yeah. Um, and then the rest of then the rest of the officers opened fire too, shortly after that. Yeah. Uh, out of fear that they were being uh, there was an attempted, obviously an attempt to kill them. Uh, however, ten shots wasn't it missed and went into the neighboring apartment. Yep. And where there were three residents in the neighboring apartment, it was a child, a pregnant woman and a male, believed to be the woman's husband, or significant other of some kind. And, and that's where that's where the three charges of wanton endangerment, wanton meaning um, of, of reckless care and of, of, of violent harm, uh, as defined by Google, I'm, I'm paraphrasing now, but that's basically what it means. And uh, in court, um, let's just pull it up here. In court, wanton endangerment means this. And particularly in Kentucky court, because as much people, as many people don't know, you know, there's federal definitions and there's state definitions. We don't proclaim ourselves legal scholars here, but it seems like if you're investigating a Kentucky case, then you probably should use the Kentucky law. Uh, according to the local news there and the legal expert that they talked to, it says this, and I quote, exactly from the local news article, which I will link in the sources, as I, as I always do. Um, it says this, A person is guilty of wanton endangerment in the first degree when, under circumstances manifesting extreme indifference to the value of human life, he wantonly engages in conduct which creates a substantial degree of death or serious physical injury to another person. Wanton endangerment in the first degree is a Class D felony. So disregarding the second thing because I'm not sure what the classes of the felonies are, um, it's uh, th that's th that's what it is, and, and essentially that is what um, Hawkinson did. He he fired those rounds, and those rounds had the potential to hit the pregnant woman, um, the the man that was living in the apartment, supposedly the pregnant woman's significant other, and I think there was a baby there. It's a child, yeah, a, a small child. child. So yeah, three charges of wanton endangerment. So the narrative was false so so if, if if we go back to what this leftist said we can now really just kind of just fight against that so he says fired through a uh, sliding glass door which was covered by blinds that's not true they entered the house first and then what happened uh when they entered the house the the final agreed upon story in court is that when they entered the house off, uh, the first officer to enter was Sergeant John uh, John Mattingly, the one shot in the leg. And the reason he was shot in the leg was because the boyfriend at the time believed they were intruders. That's still what he's arguing in his now-filed lawsuit against the Louisville Police Department um, and uh, the city of Louisville. After that, the other two officers obviously entered in right behind him, and then everyone opened fire, believing there was an attempt on the life of the officers, uh, probably by... Uh, Miss Taylor at the time believed 
uh, or somebody in her in her house because of the fact that she had the warrant to begin with. So there's reason for the cops to believe someone's trying to kill them. So yeah, um, namely Kenneth shot first. I mean, like it's a really crude way of saying it. And um, well, legally, legally, that's the way to put it. He did start shooting first. Yeah, it's the intent behind why he shot first that's technically up for legal debate. Yeah, according to the left. It says they entered without a line of sight. Um, Brianna Taylor's boyfriend shoots in response, which is, you know, and, and then it says, oh, well, you know, y'all should be proud of that because all of you advocate for self-defense. We did. And when I was originally hearing about this, I knew about the, um, the fact that they knocked on the door beforehand, but I wasn't sure, so I didn't include it. Um, and so I was originally, th- this is my original thing, which was that, yes, it is understandable that Kenneth Walker fired. He did not know that those were police officers. In principle, I am on the side of Kenneth Walker. In technicality, I cannot be on the side of Kenneth Walker because obviously shooting at cops is really bad. But in principle, defending your own home against invaders, totally understandable. I'm still on the side of that, okay? Like being trained in guns, illegally owning a gun and defending your property, it's just, Straight, straight textbook Second Amendment. And so it's understandable. It's a understandable, tragic misunderstanding leading to a awful loss of life is how I would characterize the Breonna Taylor shooting. A tragic misunderstanding. One other important piece of the narrative that needs to be, I guess, debunked is uh, Brianna herself being asleep when... Now it's come out that she wasn't asleep and she was in the hallway next to the boyfriend. Yeah. And that's the reason she was struck to begin with was her proximity to Kenneth Walker due to the fact that he fired first, the cops fired into the into the apartment and unfortunately hit and at the time uh, believed and even now currently believed to be unarmed Brianna Taylor, killing yeah. her with approximately six shots, I believe it was, through her body and different places around the torso chest region. It was tragic. And thus, they, because Kenneth shot first, it all relates back to Kenneth and, and the fact that he did shoot first. Because he shot first, the courts see it as self-defense upon the officer's part. Disregarding all the intent behind Kenneth's shooting, disregarding all the intent behind um, the raid, you just see person A shooting at the cops. Person A shot at the cops. The cops shoot back. It's a just text. It's again another textbook definition of self-defense. Now, it's also kind of murkier than that, but just isolating that one principle there, it was self-defense. It wasn't murder. And there was reposting like a bunch of stuff like on Brianna Taylor's birthday. Like Brianna would have been you know X years old today. Stuff like that. It really is tragic what happened to her. Um, it, it deserves, it deserves a lot more attention and, um, a lot more research than what this guy obviously did. He's just reading off the signs saying, oh, or, or he's reading, uh, leftist Instagram posts saying, oh, you know, I think this because a big page reposted it, dur dur dur, like, no, that's not how it works, stuff like that. So, Andrew, do you have, do you have any, um, final final commentary on this like my like is there anything else you want to say about um, Brianna Taylor it was a very tragic awful thing 
I mean, not really about her, about the case about surrounding Breonna Taylor, but I think it's also important to cover the boy, the, the boyfriend, Kenneth Walker's lawsuit that he currently has going with the yes. city of Louisville and the Louisville Police Department, where uh, him and his lawyer argue that the grand jury didn't know about Taylor to begin with, her being in the situation at all. And on top of that, officers not being known to enter the apartment. He was arrested on the scene, obviously, uh, and then indicted on attempt to murder a police officer, which yes. was Mattingly. Him and his lawyer are following, filing a countersuit against the police department in the city of Louisville, arguing that the grand jury wasn't informed on enough, and the fact that he was indicted on the charges to begin with is a flagrant disregard of his Second Amendment right to protect himself because he didn't know they were police officers. Whether or not that works out will depend on... Uh, where the facts lie, but currently the main the main crux, which is that he didn't know they were police officers. Now we know with admissible court evidence that even if he didn't know fully, he should have at least known to a degree that would eliminate the possibility that he didn't know at all that they were police officers entering his house. Yeah, because again, as we said before, the officers did announce verifiable court evidence that we know now. Mm-hmm. We can finally say that with confirmed evidence or that the officers did announce themselves. Uh, I even saw that, like, a neighbor actually was the one that said, yeah, I heard them knocking and I heard them yelling. Um, it even s- says it um, in the CNN article that uh, Andrew and I read, and uh, it's just an excellent timeline, you know. It's just a very rare nugget of journalism from CNN. Like, like, like was, wasn't that awesome? It was It was pretty well done, actually, yeah. Was, very nuanced, actually. It wasn't, it wasn't just, like, policemen bad. <laughs> Yeah. It was just like, this is the facts of the situation. And that was it. There was no narrative. There was no bias. Like, the there's still actual good writers out there. The They're cl- few and far between, I would say, and I think Andrew would say too, right? And I argue that across all the spectrum. I think now that journalism as a whole has become politically charged. So to find somebody like that in general is rare. Yeah, it's amazing. But and, and again, I will definitely link that article in the description as well as the wanton endangerment. Uh, but again, this is kind of an off-the-cuff episode, so um, just one more thing I think we can cover and then we can just wrap this up. Um, it is kind of like a spontaneous episode, um, but it's, it's kind of cool. Um, you can hear Andrew and I just, I, I hate to say spontaneous again, but spontaneous thoughts about this issue and uh, stuff like that kind of relates to a bigger picture here where people take something and then they immediately assume guilty or they immediately assume charges you know we need to press charges against this these are the villains these are the these are the uh quote-unquote heroes or the innocents and i think it's a breakdown of what we mean by justice and what we mean by equality uh under the law and um the principles of uh innocent until proven guilty um, Andrew, is there anything you have to say about the, the breakdown of that uh, justice principle and the principle of our, of our viewing of how justice is served in this country? Yeah, and it's been more emblematic for a long time now. It's been, it's been kind of an emblematic issue since all the way since before the 2016 presidential election, where you slowly see people begin to hit the point where if at the very beginning you're believed to be unarmed, for example— or innocent in any fashion, you're immediately marked as the innocent one, and whoever did it was guilty, and thus there's no way to go about it. And Barana Taylor, I think, is like the the apex situation. Like it is the ultimate way to show that that happened, because yeah. to begin with, you have what looks like a very clear cut instance 
uh, police almost overstepping bounds, even though technically with the no-knock warrant, they were allowed to do what they were, what, what we thought they were at the beginning. It's just police negligence and a possible murder. Then it slowly turns into the fact that you find out these police didn't actually do much wrong at all. In fact, they did what they didn't have to to try to prevent this from happening, and yeah. then it happened anyway. It's it, it and uh, okay, just uh, I hate to interrupt you, but when Andrew says police didn't do much wrong at all, we are not denying the fact that it is tragic and that we both don't like what happened. Any loss of life is incredibly awful, and it matters deeply to both of us. Otherwise, why would we do an episode? I mean, duh. So we're not denying that fact. And so it's not, you know, disregard for, for Brianna's life, okay? Her life mattered. It did. But it's just stating the facts of the situation versus subscribing to a narrative. Um, because again, as I've said time and time again, reality is more complex than any narrative will ever be. Yeah, and when I speak that they didn't do anything wrong, I, I do mean legally speaking. There's yeah. very little legal wiggle room to claim they did anything wrong. Yeah. Morally is more of a subjective argument to begin with anyway. Because it just depends on who you would ask about what degree of everything. But legally speaking, the officers, as of this moment, have nothing to do technically with Taylor and her boyfriend and everything to do with the people they almost injured in the neighboring apartment. So yeah. legally speaking, these officers have no legal recourse to claim they did anything wrong to Taylor or Walker. I, if the lawsuit against Walker is approved, then obviously you can add Walker into the mix of somebody who was mistreated by the police. But in truth, as of right now, they have no reason to believe they did anything wrong with Taylor legally. That makes sense. Is there anything else? Or are we pretty much done here? Um, no, I think that's about it. Because that's about all the facts as of right now. The true update will come once, again, once Walker's lawsuit is either put through, told, dismissed, or... You know, it, it ends. It just... Yeah. That's the next major update for the event. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if I'll do an update on this, um, but, like, this is pretty much what's going on. This is pretty much the culmination of this story. There's been a bunch of riots in Kentucky. Two police officers have been shot. Um, I've heard that they're recovering, thank God. Um, but, you know, it's just some Antifa, Black Lives Matter bullcrap. Um, your usual extremists. Yeah, who wanted usual... Who wanted an excuse, and they got an excuse. Yep. Now they're burning down Louisville. It's craziness, idiots. Like y'all need to, y'all need to chill out. Like it's just pe people like this dude here, like this leftist dude. Like these are the people out there protesting. Like just go home. I mean, like it's it's over. Just look at it from a non-leftist point of view. Just just for once, you might actually, you know, become a little happier. Yeah, and I mean the problem is like if they were simply just like protesting about it like literally holding up their peaceful signs saying that that isn't right great but it's the fact that they're rioting yeah the fact that two officers have been injured in the mix i'm like whoa bro whoa 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 no yeah no indeed and i would do it the other way if you know turns out breonna taylor was a terrible person and everybody's like yeah we did yeah that terrible person yeah and then but people started rioting or be like no you're dumb stop 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 Rioting bad. No rioting. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you for being on the show, Andrew. I'm glad that we, we got this uh, quote-unquote hot take, even though it's kind of cringe to say that. Um, I, I mean, it is, it is in a way the internet's definition of a hot take. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm glad I was able to do this with you, and uh, please 
Uh, if, you're, if you're listening on um, iTunes, you can subscribe to the podcast. Uh, give us a five-star rating, uh, too. Uh, Spotify, that has ratings, too. It really helps the podcast grow. And uh, if you like this episode, then go ahead and send it to your friends. Um, we are, we are college-age people, you know, trying to analyze all this stuff and uh, give our takes on it. So thank you for listening. Have a more perfect day.